Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Today, I want to discuss slow season. We're going into May, so it's right before the summer. But right now, kids are in school studying for finals. There's school dances happening. Summer's coming, but not quite in the peak of summer yet, which is typically June through the beginning of August in Florida. So our calendars are looking a little bit emptier than usual. What can we do to drum up bookings in times like this? So on the last episode, I promised that we would talk more about some practical things you can do to drum up business in this weird economy. Since things have been slower, consumers are facing a lot of pressure on the wallet. Guests are traveling with much more price consciousness. So today is going to open up the next several episodes, which will go into many ways you can actually, well, and win more bookings, even in the slowest of times. I want to preface this by saying in my market, Disney World, it gets extremely slow in May and in September. The slowest months are usually February, May, and September. Well, how slow are we talking here? Very, very slow. What I typically see across many properties is the bookings and occupancy is half or less than half the occupancy of regular months like August and October and way less than peak months like April and July. This episode, let's discuss how to find out what your low slow season actually is, how to identify your slow season. You may be thinking, hey, John, wait, like I'm coming here because it's slow right now. Well, everyone's slow season is different. Depending on where you're located, slow season could mean very different things. In main tourist markets that have amusement parks like Walt Disney World, it's centered around family vacation. So we're really busy when families can get together to come down to enjoy roller coasters and family fun. And that's typically when kids are not in school and the whole family can be together. However, that may also be true for beach towns like Myrtle Beach. Lots of the same kind of traffic will happen uh, on beach towns and it, it will be really slow when the beach isn't usable. So Rockaway Beach in New York, if people are traveling to Rockaway Beach, well, if it's cold, no one's going to the beach. So that would be a slow season for that area. And typically February is really, really freezing in, in New York City. So travel is super affordable and no one wants to be there when the weather is that bad. So that you need to really identify your market, your short-term rental market. It has a unique seasonality. And this episode is going to really run you through how to identify what that is for you. Even if you already know what your slow season is, there's still some value here because I'm going to teach you a few secrets that I've used to benchmark against competitors by using different uh, websites of competitors to see what their nightly rates look like during a specific season, what their minimum night stay requirements are during those seasons, how many uh, days they require to book a stay, and many other key items that you can use to benchmark against your competition. So even if you already know what your seasonality is, this is a way just to sanity check that and also get some insider information about what your competition is doing. This is really where Facebook groups and Reddit come in handy because there's Facebook groups for almost every market and more than one. In Central Florida, there's groups like Central Florida Airbnb, Airbnb Hosts of Florida, many different Facebook groups that tons of hosts are in, and they love, love, love to share information. Comfortable with joining these groups on Facebook, or if you want to be more anonymous and use reddit.com, you can ask any question you want, even saying, hey, what do the seasons look like in, in this market? And so many hosts will rush to point you in the right direction. So if you don't know where to start, I really recommend joining groups 
It's also a great way to build relationships with other hosts. And there's so many um, nice things that come along with this. Like if you need a referral for a contractor, say you have a pool and you need someone to fix your pool heater, you can rely on that group to give you some pretty helpful referrals. Same with cleaning companies, same with property management services. If you're going to go that route, you can get tons of good referrals from these groups. Also see a lot of back and forth talk about, hey, you know, my bookings are super slow. Is anyone else experiencing the same thing? Just read the comments. You're going to see if people are going through something similar or if they're having a completely different experience. That's where Facebook actually has value. Same with Reddit. A lot of people are communicating about what's going on in their Airbnb markets. So it's a good way to get some perspective and information if you haven't done that already. Another cool trick I use is I leverage other property managers' websites to see what the seasonality is. It doesn't mean it's going to be 100% accurate, but if you think about free markets, people want to maximize their opportunity for wealth creation and they want to boost their net income too. So odds are their data is going to be pretty right. They're going to have nightly rates that are set with the proper seasonality. And if you look for a really active rental manager, you're going to see a lot of value in that. So one place you can start is like a large, um, large national property manager like Evolve Vacation Rental. Evolve Vacation Rental, regardless of what you think of them as a company, you can definitely use their website to see how rentals are performing, what the seasons look like, what the pricing looks like, minimum night stays. So I'm going to walk you through really quickly how that would look. So if you go to evolve.com, let's search by location. Let's do Orlando because that's the market that I'm in. And I'll put May 8th through May 15th. Let's put six guests, six adults. I hit search homes. And what pops up on the screen, you see tons of rentals that fit the parameters. There's 172 properties here and you can see the nightly rate. So let's just select the first one, Charming Orlando Cottage, six, six miles to downtown. And you can see the nightly rate is broken down. It tells you the rate for each day, Monday, May 8th, $60. That's really cheap for a rental. Three bedrooms for $60. That's a sign of the times. That's absolutely nuts. But $60, you can see the nightly rate. You can see the cleaning fee, damage protection, if they have it, taxes. So everything's here broken down. So the trick I would use is changing the dates, keeping an Excel spreadsheet, plugging in different dates, and then writing out what the nightly rates are. because. By doing that over the course of a year, you can see exactly what a similar rental to yours is going for. If you do that with three or four different properties, you'll start to form a picture of trends that are happening, and you could actually see which seasons are more expensive and which are the least expensive. So in order of seasonality, the cheapest seasons, that means people are not coming. People tend to drop the price more often than not to attract more traffic. So if you look at the lowest price, that would be the lowest season. If a lot of the prices are really the same, that's going to be like your base, your normal. And then times that are super busy, like Easter, Christmas, um, New Year's, July 4th, you'll see that those dates have the highest rates. Those are peak rates. I like to break out the seasons by low season, regular or base season, high season, and peak season is like holidays, like actual holidays. And once you run this exercise across as many properties as you want, I recommend at least six to 10 of the same type as yours in the same market around the same neighborhood so there could be uh so they can be comparables you'll see what the seasonality is and if you want to do it an even um easier method i'd actually look up a, a local property manager so i'll type here on google first google.com then i'm going to type vacation rental manager right see what comes up so one of the first tours you got vacasa let's look for someone more local that's a big boy 
Let's look for a local company. I trip that's bigger too. Awning. Mm-mm-mm. Here, vacation by the mouse. So let's see what they have on their site. So if you go to the arrival and departure date, let's skip all that and click on properties. They have everything from 15 bedrooms to six to twos. I'm going to go to a six bedroom champions gate, 1444. I click here to read more. Okay. If you look at the rental rates, they actually break out all the seasons, at least for central Florida. So this, this is really helpful. You can see where their low season is all the way through 2025 mid-season, high-season, and holiday. So you can actually see what's considered holiday for the Florida market, central Florida market, what's considered high-season, which is lots of June, lots of July, lots of March, mid-season, which is your October, February, and then low-season is all over the place. They, they put a lot, of, a lot of the calendar on low-season to attract bookings. So I'll put this website in the show notes, but what's important is if you're not in central Florida, you want to look on Google, type in keywords, property managers for vacation rentals or vacation rentals, or you could type vacation rental managers, those different queries. Look at a couple different property management sites, check out their property offerings and see if they offer a calendar of rates. If they don't have it broken out in this way, you can do it the method I said before, open up a spreadsheet, plug in dates, do one stay at a time to get the price, plug in the price. It's going to be a little tedious but that's going to be the only way to get it if they don't include the whole calendar that's easy to see. You're going to have to plug and play and keep track on an Excel spreadsheet. But this is the best way of gauging your market. And you can do this a couple of times a year. And you're going to get a few things out of this exercise. You're going to get really accurate pricing, really accurate pricing to benchmark your home against competition. You're going to be able to see what the minimum night stay is. So their calendars will tell you if they require uh, like a four-night minimum during low season. Or if during the holiday, they require seven-night minimum. You can find this out by plugging with the dates. If you plug in some dates and it says you must have at least a three-night minimum, you want to put that data in there too, because that's really helpful to know. right? You could also benchmark cleaning fees this way. But back to what this episode is about, knowing what your low season is, knowing what your seasonality is, is super important to setting a rate strategy that's going to make you money. If you do this wrong, you're leaving money on the table. Your occupancy will definitely take a hit if this isn't done properly. So um, it's really important to run this exercise a couple of times a year until you get really good at it. And as you grow your vacation rental business, this will be an invaluable tool you can use over and over again. Now, another really accurate way to get seasonality information, nightly rate information, pricing information is using um, data analytics. There's a ton of firms and I'm not sponsored by any of them. So I'm just giving you recommendations based on what I use. Um, But anywhere you get your information that I'm saying I've used it, right? But if you want to look for your own data analytics company, you're welcome to. I'm not sponsored by any of these companies. I'm just letting you know that they're out there. AirDNA is one of them. Um, Some people um, criticize saying that the data is not 100% accurate, but I would say it's a really good gauge, at least in my market may be different across a lot of other markets, but it's pretty good where I am in Central Florida. So on AirDNA, if I open it up for Kissimmee, Florida, which is the Disney area, you can see um, the occupancy rate. It says July's occupancy rate is 85%. So that is like a high season, 85%, right? September's occupancy rate across the same data is 57%. That would indicate low season. So you could type in your market and you could see 
what other properties actually are getting in terms of occupancy. They also have the data for average nightly rate. So it says here, average daily nightly rate, $309 in April. September, $251. That's another key piece of data you can see to know if you're in high season or low season. Because the logic is, the cheaper it is, the more hosts are trying to attract guests to book their place, meaning that's a lower season. More expensive it is, that must be the peak season. That's when everyone wants to be in town. There's some events going on, high traffic. That, that warrants a high average daily rate. You also see a list of top property managers, at least on AirDNA. That doesn't mean those property managers are like really good at what they do. It just means they have a lot of properties. So I wouldn't use that as like a referral system saying, hey, it was on AirDNA, it must be good. Because I know several on that top list that like they've done really wrong by their clients. So don't go off that for like a, an indication of quality. That's just like who has the most listings, right? So you can see the top property managers and you can basically look at who they are, Google their website, then check on how they're setting their nightly rates, how they're setting their policy, how they're setting their calendar. It's all public because guests are booking and they need this pricing information to make a booking decision. So you can act like you're the guest, check their websites, check on their minimum night stay, how many nights must you stay per season. You could check on what the nightly rates are and check out what the seasons are if they have it available there. But you can use the same plug and play spreadsheet exercise I talked about earlier on all those property management sites. And that will just get you more data you could base your vacation rental nightly rates and policy off of. There's other sites that you can use for, as a source and wealth of information. It just depends on what information you're looking for. But I also recommend checking out Price Labs. I'm not recommending them because I'm affiliated in any way, but Price Labs has a similar system to AirDNA. And All the Rooms, All the Rooms is a good blog and a wealth of information that you can check out as well. They provide research on things like occupancy rates, average daily rates per season, really good stuff for you and your own decision-making process. I, however, opt for free 99% of the time. After all, a penny saved is a penny earned. So I would start off by asking around and running comparables analysis on your neighbors, checking property management websites, asking Facebook groups before you spend any money on data analytics, especially if you only have one property. Now, if you subscribe to my newsletter, I have a comparable pricing tool you can use. It's a spreadsheet, completely free. And I share several other tools you could use to benchmark competitors in the newsletter, um, give you all that access just to get you started. Um, but that's a good way of actually finding out what your low season is and what your seasonality is in general for your vacation rental market. On the next episode, we're going to talk about finding out who your ideal low season guest is. So when times are slow, we want to look to the past to find our future. We want to leverage data from past guests to find out who are going to be our future potential guests. There's money in the data. And in the next episode, we'll talk about identifying and finding out and attracting our ideal low season guest. If you haven't subscribed to my newsletter yet and you want those free tools, resources, and insights, go to the show notes. I have a link to subscribe there and I'll send you all the good stuff, okay? Till next time, friends, take care.